We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history, as well as their queer history and community members. The voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on sin. This is Loud and Queer. Queer. Hey everyone, I'm Sammy. My pronouns are they, them. I'm coming to you from Wandry Country, Nakula Nation today. And we're joined by two very special guests on Loud and Queer. We are. Hi, my name's Gracie. <laughs> I'm agender. I go by any pronouns. I'm queer and I'm also joining from the Wurundjeri land of the people of the Kulin Nations. And we are also here with my co-music lead. Hi, oh, nice to meet you all. My name is V. Uh, I go by she, her pronouns. I am proudly queer and I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Yay. Thanks so much for coming on to the show, Gracie V. Yeah, it's so great to have you. We are talking today about the best albums of 2020, the best queer albums. And yeah, definitely wanted to include you because the, I mean, you're now award winning for your, your curation of the Sweet 16 <laughs> this year. Aww. Congratulations. Exactly. Congratulations on oh, that. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> blushing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you both. <laughs> I, I think the, the amount of like queer artists you've showcased throughout the year has been like exceptional as well. Um, and I think it's like definitely also just a product of an amazing year we've had in releases. So thought it was, yes. was best to bring in the, the A team in terms of Sins and Music Heads. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had some really wonderful releases this year and I'm really excited to chat more about it. But everyone stay tuned. It's going to be a really sick show. Yeah, we're going to be talking extended plays up first and then chatting local international albums, doing some honorable mentions. Just trying to uh, last year. It was um, Little Nas X that won the album of the year. I don't know if we're going to crown an album specifically, but we're just going to try and talk about as much of the, the music we've loved this year as possible. Yeah, just some of our favourites. And now we're going to be jumping just into our EPs for the year that we wanted to talk about. So, Sammy, do you want to take us away with that? Yeah, well, I guess we'll kick it off with Thumb and Plum. Uh, EP Mansion came out on the 12th of August. I think, I mean, Thumb and Plum, it's kind of, hard to go wrong with her but what does everyone think of the cp oh my goodness absolutely loved it fun fact v and i saw thelma plum at the forum just after this ep release yeah and it was really yeah it was so good it was a really great show what did you think about it v it was so great i've been following thelma for quite some time since her um better in black album or ep was that that was an album, album yeah. yeah um i actually saw her back in 2019 i think it was there was a bushfire appeal um and she performed there with a bunch of other australian artists and i just fell in love with her i just think she's really <laughs> awesome and humble and yeah gracie and i got the pleasure of seeing her at the forum as they said um yeah i don't even know what else to say i just think she performed really well she was really humble and the album is the ep is awesome and i think she's just released that's amazing. It's so hard this year. Mm. Yeah, when Rosie met monsters. There we go. Mm. Um, no, yeah, she's great. Very engaging performer. Super talented. Can't wait to see what she does next. But this was a fantastic EP. What did y'all think about it? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, a hundred percent. She she came back with like Better in Black after a pretty long hiatus in music, and there's just like been absolutely like seen some incredible tunes since. And yeah, she's been I killing think, like, it lately. Killing it. Yeah. CP, like, it's just incredible songwriting. Has he crying before the first song is even over? The performance <laughs> is perfect. The The sound is just super clean and polished. 
And then, yeah, there's like tracks like Backseat in My Mind that just feel like peak Thelma. I don't know, just the, the ad-libs and stings and kind of the story mm. that Thelma just like subtly portrays or just like builds this great this great imagery. It's Yeah. Mm. I, I really love the fact that she's just really stuck true to herself and the fact that it is the EP is titled Mean Gin and she really does talk a lot about her hometown and like she does, has this connection between the country itself and how that relates to how she feels and just things that she's experienced in her life. I just think those connections are really cool. And like thematically, it's just really detailed. Yeah. Mm, I 100% agree. Another great EP that's come out this year, a bit later on in the year, is DNTI with Empress. Um, came out Yes. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, also similarly kind of have had a light step away from music and come back with this EP. And it's just like an incredible return. Um, just like R&B pop throwbacks, synth pop vibes, features as well, like working with a lot of people. Um, who are also kind of similarly community-minded and, like, focused. Um, so it's, like, yeah, just a really strong return to the the scene, I would say. Um, yeah, does anyone anyone else listen to this one? Have any, have any thoughts? Not yet, but now I'm very excited to. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and Dean um, came on uh, this season um, to talk about their fringe shows and talk about this EP a bit before it was released. So definitely check out that interview as well. Oh, um, my goodness. And the EP. I'm surprised that I haven't heard of them actually. My favorite thing I love about Dantai is just uh, is just the fashion sense. Like it's so it's like when you look at images of them and they look just so amazing. <laughs> That's, they do a lot of really cool stuff. I think one of my favorite tracks from this EP, which we're going to be playing at some point in the show, is uh, Dantai's collab with Jamaica Moana, which is getting. <gasps> oh my goodness! I love Jamaica ah! Moana. I'm absolutely obsessed with Jamaica Mo- Moana. Okay, I'll need to check them out. I need to research them more, but I can't wait to hear that track later in the show. For sure. All right. Okay. Uh, the next EP I want to talk about, I mentioned this one very briefly, Five Island Drive with White Rose. It's their mm. debut EP, the heavy wave act out of Sydney. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this, honest. I don't, to be honest, I don't listen to a lot of heavy music, but just really love the the instrumentation, really some really fun synth breaks, and I really love the the themes they explore. So it's definitely one of my favorites this year, even though I don't know much about kind of heavy wave to talk about it. Oh. Great pick, though. I remember stumbling across this EP earlier in the year in our emails and thinking that it was just so creatively and well executed. So like seeing the name now, I'm like, oh right, I remember this this act. I remember they had such a good EP. So excellent pick, Sammy. Thank you. All right, the next one is Carvey with Crushed, which I believe was, if not featured on the Sweet Sixteen this year, is, is definitely an artist we all love at Sin. Shout out Carvey. Yes. Carvey is such a hard worker. They're really <laughs> innovative with the yeah. They're really <laughs> innovative with their music, and I don't know. They're always striving towards new crowns, and I feel like they're always trying something new, no matter what they're doing. So go Carvey, go. It's very fun, kind of divine hyper pop electronic pop EP, which. I don't know, is this, that's kind of the soundtrack of this year for me. So Carvey's just like, come in and crushed it. <laughs> Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Next, we have the final EP in terms of our, our little shout out section. Uh, Veta Born with Rose Avenue, Volume 1. Oh, my God. Ah, actually, I hadn't heard about Veta until this year, which is absolutely disgraceful because <laughs> she is so freaking amazing. Um, Gracie actually introduced me to her and... Literally everything that I've heard from her, I have liked, which I feel like doesn't happen often, but everything that she's 
created is just awesome. And this um, EP is really, really cool. Um, we actually did see her live as well together, didn't we, Grace? We did. <laughs> at, the, at the Gesso? Yes, at the Gesso Meter. Oh, yeah, this you guys have seen her. everyone. <laughs> this it's was been a year her. of gigs. <laughs> it's been wonderful. But that was for her uh, Rose Avenue Volume 1 release, I believe. Yes, it was. And it was, yeah, she's so skilled. I just want to also mention that she produces a lot of her own music and she writes music for international artists and local artists. <gasps> and she's really on the ground and she's been such an important part of Australian music for a long time now. Oh, um, she has. Yeah, I actually got to do a little write-up about her for Tone Deaf, so give it a little Google if you feel like it. Go read about Better Born because she's so talented and so incredible. Yay. She actually, um, after the after some like recognition was given, I think it was post like Spotify um, wrapped and everything, she did a whole post saying that she was about to quit music this year and she was really <gasps> struggling with like oh, motivation and things and I'm so glad she didn't because she's been killing it and this EP is really really awesome I'm so glad she didn't honestly yeah. 100%. go better born we love you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> to to many more volumes of Rose Avenue please yes <laughs> we're gonna be doing honorable mentions now so albums that we don't have quite the space to talk about more in depth and artists who we feel like have had a really great year in general, if they haven't released uh, a body of work per se. Well, I'll happily kick it off because I'm so excited to talk about the artists that we have here. Um, firstly, I would like to mention an international honourable mention who's from my hometown. Shout out Jess B, um, coming in from Auckland in New Zealand. They're really amazing. I think they're a super influential artist. And growing up in Aotearoa, you know, you do see a lot of really cool acts from your homeland but I think Jess B just really stands out from the crowd and they're really innovative I love the way they blur um, genres and gender Uh, hey Um, (laughs) they're super talented and I just can't wait to see what they do next but they come to Australia quite often they were in Nam recently and I think they've also done a few shows up in Eora Um, so they're really killing it and they have also featured with quite a few local queer artists too so shout out Jess B and my second honourable mention would be July. July, I just love them. They're really talented. Uh, local rapper, very much involved in the ballroom community in Australia too. And they dropped Baddie Bottoms earlier this year, which was a feature on the Sweet 16. That is Sin's high rotation playlist. And we also featured Old Money, which is the newest release. So make sure you go and run that one up. But they are constantly working. They are such a pure soul. They're really, really talented and Overall, a really, really cool person. Um, now, I'll throw this over to who else would like to mention their honourable mentions, but those are my top picks for the year. I, I will. I just want to hop on that. July is so lovely and so humble, <laughs> and they performed at the Always Live Soundbox recently, and I was just blown away by how talented and just, like, professional they were just mm. doing their thing. I think it was a last minute um, call to get them in and they killed it. And that's, like that's a good the artist mor- right there. Literally, <laughs> 7 a.m. rocking up, looking amazing, sounding amazing. Talent. Talent and hard work. July. We love it. July gonna make me cry. Yes. And I actually want to talk about one of July's friends, who is also one of our friends, Robert Baxter. Ah. Yes. <laughs> literally, literally love. Um, Rob hasn't released an EP or an album this year, uh, but they did release an EP in 2020, so definitely check that out. And they have also released um, 
two tracks this just year? for the night 20 something all bops and you should definitely check them out um they do a lot of 20 something's my favorite oh, how good and they do they do a lot of the no. production on their own they have like some people helping them out as well but just uh, talent talent are we amazing absolutely Literally. we actually had um robert on for an interview a little bit ago didn't we sammy so yeah we definitely yeah. co-signed that and oh keep an eye out for a robert baxter and july club next year maybe potentially oh, featuring dirty Versace too yeah who's another person that we had on the show this year and i would definitely shout out as someone who has oh. done a lot of kind of like really cool events this year and just kind of you know kept things going if not releasing a body of work 100 percent. we oh. actually had rob do a collaboration with sin and brunswick artist bar too they performed for us yeah alongside um their friend an amazing dj mon franco super super talented dj mm-hmm. um but yeah really just solid artists i look forward to seeing what they do in the future but keeping the local music scene going so props to them totally so yeah i would definitely co-sign july and robert baxter also um going to do some quick shout outs to Jamaica Moana, who we've already talked about a bit on the show, but has, uh, you can never not talk uh, about him enough. Of <laughs> yeah. released, released some great singles this year, but has also done a lot of features with DNT, as mentioned earlier, Race Rage, uh, BVT, like just, yeah, lots of, lots of features and they've all been fantastic. And Sia, probably one of my favorite tracks of the year, to be honest. Mm. And then, uh, Simona Castricum released one single, but uh, has done live performances of an upcoming album, Sync, which I think is going to be released next year. And that has been getting rave reviews. Um, and I'm just going to really quickly name all the albums that I won't be talking about, but I want to mention. So uh, Wallace Birds released Hands, great stuff. Tovlo released Dirt Femme. Girl Pool released Forgiveness. Omar Polo released Ivory. BVT <gasps> released Lilac, their debut. And then otherwise, Kaya Mercedes released her debut album, Hindsight which uh, is incredible. Zayani released I Hate People on the Internet, which is like just a heavy metal trap, breakcore kind of beats and really fun stuff. So that's my big list of albums that didn't quite make the cut for me, but I still really love. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Sammy here with Liz, Gracie and V listening to the best albums episode of the year. We're talking about local albums now, so we'll kick it off with Jess Watt. Life Short, Live Big um, comes under just under half an hour, has some great variety, um, classic kind of West Coast boom bap sounds throughout it, turn up vibes, some kind of like dancehall inspired tracks, and just a lot of like themes of love and vulnerability, which for longtime fans of Jess Watt is is definitely like surprising in a good way. Um, yeah, what's, what's everyone's thoughts? Well, yes, I do love how there is that softer side of that love and vulnerability. And then you also have those harder tracks, um, like Bad Like Riri's one that stands out to me. And oh, yes. <laughs> such a bop. But there are so many different, there's such variety on this EP, this album, sorry, mixtape, I guess. Um, it's but- it, it all comes down to marketing, but I think it, it counts <laughs> as an album. We've been waiting long enough. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I just think it's a really cohesive body of work. I love the storytelling in it. I think they did a really good job at that. And also keeping things fresh too, because there aren't too many tracks that sound like one another, which is a really great way to engage listeners. Yeah. And tracks don't stay out there welcome. Like some of them, you get this like idea and it is kind of like over and under a minute, but you like all the, 
it hits like some really great points still. It, it kind of prioritizes moments and ideas over like a full track, which I think is really great. Mm. Totally. I feel like tracks are just, so many tracks are just feeling shorter and shorter. I don't know if anyone else has been getting that vibe. I have noticed it's, that. Um, yeah. I have noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I play on TikTok. <laughs> I play yeah. streaming services, to be honest, because like replayability well. and running yeah. up numbers and because artists get paid so little per stream, it's like, what can we do to make this livable? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'd say it's probably a bit of both. Mm. I would say probably a bit of both because like a lot of artists lately do get big on TikTok. So they have they always try and, you know, make sure like there's like one part of the song that's got a really big hook to it yep. that can, you know, get a lot of clicks and everything on it. But because of that, there's like sometimes I think certain songs might not even put as much focus on the rest of the song, just mainly on the hook. Yeah, not For to mention sure. the the sped up trend, which is now like people are re-releasing whole mm. albums and singles like yeah. 35% faster. Like, I've noticed that. Like love Omar Apollo, but. This is just making me think of like, you know, the whole nightcore trend, you oh, know, yeah. when like people would. When like when some people will release a song and then they'll like speed it up, make it a bit higher pitched, and then you got suddenly you got a new out a new song out. It's just yeah. like mm. not to sound old or anything, but what's the appeal? Because like I just don't really get why a song sped up and having things a bit higher pitched, like including the vocals, mm. but not in like an artistic hyper poppy way, just mm. in a faster more quick to digest way like i just don't really get it <laughs> yeah people's attention spans are just decreasing sure. rapidly it's Valid. really concerning attention the attention it's market true. you know yeah. everyone's trying for it i think people oh that could that could be a whole podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right but you know what short tracks who cares just while still killing it for sure. we love oh, it. Yeah. exactly we're loving it anyway well we're um while we're keeping things short i want to shout out album i really loved from this year julian wild low wave it's only 17 minutes, super short yeah. and sweet. Very low energy, kind of indie vibes. Simo Su release, uh, Please Keep This Between Me and You, which I think is a, I think captures a lot of feelings that a lot of the community has felt this year. That's all I'll say about it, honestly. Um, just give it a listen. V, why don't you go ahead and list some of our local picks from this year? I think we have a few to drop in. Yes, we do. Camp Cope's album, Running with a Hurricane. <laughs> and we featured that back quite a while ago on the Sweet 16. How do you guys feel about this album? I feel good. Yeah, it's a really great album. It's a really, like, well-done body of work. So I'm glad that y'all are enjoying it too. Um, Katie Day, we featured their album quite a while ago. Um, Very cool, like, is it, like, experimental? um, Almost like art pop, hyper-pop. Yeah. 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 Very, very oh, unique. How to describe. Yeah, for sure. Kind of vocals, like caked in processed, processing, just like really interesting sounds. Um, we also wanted to mention June Jones' Pop Music for Normal Women, which we also featured on this week's yes. Um More of a pop kind of vibe. The June Jones' Pop 100%. Music for Normal Women is probably one of, one of my favorite releases from the year, honestly. It's just like <gasps> Absolutely. synth pop vibes, power, power ballad pop, hyper pop, alt pop. It's just like... Yeah. Again, it's been a very pop year, and I think this one has come out in its like um, in that realm, but with June Jones, like very unique kind of writing style, and like mm. trying to approach like conventional pop songs and structures with that writing style. It's created something like really incredible. So, yeah, definitely one of my favorite releases from the year. Yeah, and totally. you saw her play live as well, didn't you, Sammy? Yeah, her album launch at Howler. How was it? Fantastic. Really quick, I have made some notes for, but I don't 
I feel like we've talked about them a lot throughout this year and, and to these people. So El Shamada released Home Does Not Equal Location, probably my favorite um, kind of album from the the neo soul scene around around town this year. Race Rage released their debut album, Black Medusa, which you would have heard a lot early year, I think was one of my favorite early year albums. Still just... No, I, I remember you playing a lot of it as well yeah, on the show. I mean, one of my favorite kind of artists, rappers from around town and absolutely incredible debut just go listen to it. You don't need to hear me talk about it. Isabel Caldwell released Duty of Care as well, which is a really fantastic um, debut from them. Nice, folky, singer-songwriter vibes. Um, and finally, one of my absolute favorites from the year, it's kind of like even beyond an album, but Navi Karan's Brown Church as well. Has anyone heard this one? Yes. Ooh, I, heard that I don't one. think I have. Yes, they're amazing. Um, I actually had the chance of meeting them at Big Sound and they played – they played us some of their music. They're super talented and just really impressive. Yeah. Not, not, not to sound like a para, but geez, you've seen everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the music managers. You can't, can't music. keep me inside. You know, fair enough. Can't fair keep enough. me inside. <laughs> Street rap to the day I die. Um, yeah, Navi Current, now a local, yeah, non-based. But um, this album was released when they were living in Manjin, I believe. But um, it just has like so many great moments of care, healing, resistance, also a lot of deep pain. It's just a very kind of very honest album. It includes some like gorgeous soundscapes, um, spoken word kind of like splits it all up and then it'll kind of like depart into this like kind of instrumental with like hymns put in there. Um, speaks on like kind of the mental health crisis many of us find ourselves in uh, on top of kind of a system that harms people in kind of myriad of like intersecting ways. And tracks like To Them With Love is like just gives you chills in terms of the I don't know all the things it speaks on and again it's like hard to say like what a my favorite track would be or how this kind of fits as an album because it's also a poetry collection a theater theater production it's just like a clearly a a lot of work that Navi Karan has invested into this project so definitely go give it a listen it's one of my favorite from the year this is Loud and Queer. We're chatting about the best albums of the year. You're here with Sammy, Gracie, V, and Liz, and you were just listening to Steve Lacey's Bad Habit. What does everyone think about Steve Lacey's most recent album, Gemini Writes? Oh, love it. Uh, yeah. So good. So yeah, I, I was a bigger fan of the last album, but it's just been wild to see Steve Lacey like, blow up this year on a like, whole know, new right? level. Yeah, Apollo. Was it Apollo oh, 21? Yeah. The last yeah. album? Yeah, that was a really great release back in 2019 too. But this album, I think it was, it's very Steve Lacey. It's very experimental. Um, can't believe that he's sold out stadiums and stadiums all throughout the world just because he was such an indie artist for so long. And I love how he's staying true to being an artist artist and always using really inter- um, intricate and interesting musicality. And I just like to see him succeed. So I'm really happy that he's doing well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great to see how far he's come. Yeah, absolutely. But um, let's chat about some other albums, too. I know that we've got a lot to get through. So fave albums of the year. Get it. We played a track from Moonchild Silently earlier. Phases, I think, is on all of our lists. Who, mm-hmm. who has thought? We featured this album on The Sweet 16 as our international feature album as part of our Pride Month playlist. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's in... Every month is kind of Pride Month for <laughs> Sweet Sixteens, um, as it should be, as it very well should be. I love the length of this album, to be honest. I think there's a lot of like a lot of different beats, um, a lot of different subject matters. She's an amazing performer too. She came to Australia to 
do a show. I believe it was Splendor and she had her own solo show at the Nightcat too. And super, super fun live performer. You can tell that she's like going to just get bigger and bigger internationally too. Um, But yeah, this is a great album. Does anyone else have thoughts I'd like to drop in? Uh, I pretty much, I would definitely agree with the the length. It's like over over an hour long, but doesn't get repetitive or boring at all. It's just like, Mm. just good energy the whole time. Yeah, 19 songs is like amazing effort. It's a lot. Yeah. We're, we're talking about how short music is getting earlier in the show. And this is a prime mm. example of like how it, it doesn't always need to be. You can still make a great body of work and people will love the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. She, she has a track on there that's, oh, it's an extended version, but it's over six minutes long. Like that is real. That is art. That is time and commitment. Yeah, and also the like aesthetic promo for this. Um, I just love how, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love how she's like for the strip club girlies. Like she's got a whole song about it too, and yeah, she's just like wholesome, does her thing, and I love her. So there's that. Yes, props to anyone who can who can dance in those shoes. Look at her go. <laughs> if she, I think in the film clip, does she? Um, I can't remember. Is it the cute film clip where she dances? Oh my like, god, with Trillery Banks. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Literally just killing it. (laughs) Those kinds of heels terrify me. They have more ankle support than you'd think. (laughs) It's like the perfect mix of sexy and terrifying. (laughs) I would fall over. Exactly. Oh my god. I I guess that's the aim, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's true. But what about some other albums? Do you guys vibe in anything else this year? I'll um I'll rapid fire some more niche ones. But Sarah the instrumentalist released a little anti little social. Really fun, just like lo-fi hip hop album. Um, it's been doing a lot of great work online for a long time Sid released Broken Hearts Club uh, former internet alumni Steve Lacey's had the bigger year but Broken Hearts Club was still fantastic solo album I think Sid in my mind is like on the you know one of the modern R&B legends like alongside SZA I just think just being kind of a more underground artist hasn't had as much success but the music's been like on that level the whole time oh my god no I totally agree amazing amazing um, otherwise, similarly, uh, R&B Ravina released Ashes Awakening. Really love this one. Such a nice, like, chill, bouncy, danceable vibe. <laughs> Rina, Rina Soyama as well, I want to shout out. Hold the girl. Um, so good. Absolutely. Mm. This album kind of came out of nowhere for me, but feels, like, so grand in concept and just, like, yeah, love a, love a strong concept album that still kind of can get faster and dancier. So those are all my rapid-fire ones. Okay, K.O. Um, they released SAP this year, S-A-P. Um, I really, it's really interesting this one because it was produced entirely alone, not just like in lockdowns, but just like chaos spending weeks in isolation. And I think that kind of anguishing space that they created for themselves really comes through and is like probably one of her most experimental albums. And she's a very, you know, experimental freeform artist. Um, and yeah, I, I, just the fact it was produced in that way feels, feels very isolating, but maybe has like the most features as well that she's ever had on an album, which is a really interesting kind of like dichotomy. I don't know. Did anyone else listen to this one? Yeah. So we featured a few tracks on the Sweet 16 throughout the year. I had no idea that's how it came to be though. Yeah. Neither did I. (laughs) That's amazing. That's wild. It's very interesting. And also I think it just goes to show the creativity inside of Kay and what she has Mm. to project and the amount of creativity involved there. And dedication dedication like yeah. I, I could not handle being like like I like my I like being alone sometimes but I could not handle it for like that long just like 
working solely on songs. But then again, that's why I'm not a musician. So, <laughs> but thinking about the amount of hours that would have gone into mm. this just solitude. Yeah, it's really interesting sounding album. It's all it's all stacked and, and built on top of each other. There's like virtual instruments that mix in with real. And you kind of just like sit in this like mud of reverb and like taking all the sounds and then. Oh, I love that. What a talented artist. Yeah, it's so good. And it's 48 minutes, but uh, from what I mentioned all above, it creates a very kind of like trancey soundscape. So it feels kind of time dilated. I've definitely, it feels longer than it is, but it is still pretty, pretty decent bit of music there to get through. But, 15 yeah. tracks though. Yeah. Good, yeah. good chunk of an album. <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about um Oh seven oh shake. I love oh seven oh shake. This album, yes. you can't kill me. I think it's just a really interesting body of work. And as music managers this year, V and I listened to a lot of music, and this was something that stuck with me the entire year. And I actually re-listened to this last night, just because it is so intricate, and it's one of those things where you can pick something new up every single time you spin it. Um, this track is one of my favorites of the entire album. And I'm also just kind of in love with theirs and Kehlani's relationship because they're really cute together. So I think that also plays into one of the reasons that I love this album, but it's definitely, um, yeah, it's like R&B electronica, which is a wonderful mix. So definitely give that one a listen if you haven't already. Oh, I think one of my favorite international albums from the year was definitely Mickey Blanco with Stay Close to Music. Did anyone catch any of the tracks from this or the album? Oh, yeah. We featured quite a few tracks. I think I did, yeah. It's been a very, it's been the whole year in the making with like releases, but it was really worth the wait. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I remember every time I would spin the singles they would drop thinking, okay, so it ties beautifully into the singles they would release, like into each song but it was distinct enough where you could always pinpoint what track was what and I actually haven't done a deep dive yet but from what I can tell really interesting subject matter um yeah Mickey's a really creative artist just love him to bits so it's really great and also fantastic features too yeah fantastic features it's it's like a um from like Michael Stripe to Diana Gordon to like Slug Christ it's just like all over yeah. the place but everyone and works M-N-E-K so well too? It. yeah uh it's wild. And then, yeah, it's it's definitely like Mickey's had a very wild career. This is definitely one of the more vulnerable projects she's released. Um, talks about heartbreak and resilience, but kind of sonically goes all over the place. Doesn't constrain itself, but it all fits together really well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked about it a lot on this show over the year, but um, definitely one of my favorite projects um, from the from the international realm. Yeah, we also featured Ezra Furman, All of Us Flames, as part of the Sweet 16 this year. Mm. Um, yeah, she's a really talented artist and it was a beautiful project. Really wonderful musicians all around and I'm so glad we've had such a great year of queer albums this year. Yes. It's been amazing. Um, just a little shout out as well. I think Ezra Furman release- recently was performing with Grace Cummings, who I also love so much. Stop. Wow. Yeah. Such a Whereabouts? Really? Here in Australia? Oh, I don't actually remember. I just saw it on Instagram. I can't remember whose Instagram it was. There was a video of them. And I was just I just thought it was so cute. I had no idea yeah. that they were friends. I don't know if they're collaborating or if I don't know if they're just Bestie. Yeah. How cute. <laughs> go Grace, go Israel. Yes. Wow. I love them both. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin with Sammy, Liz, Gracie, and V. 
But hey, that's the end of our recording. This is that's the end of our broadcast, I should say. This is live, definitely. Um, <laughs> you, uh, we've been talking about the best local and international albums today. We've touched on a lot of albums. I'm going to try and do a website post to make sure that you can go and, and listen to these or, or check out these artists in a more accessible form than trying to yes, note all this down. But <laughs> hey, th- thanks for listening. Is it, uh, does everyone like to say goodbye, the final thoughts oh. and things? Yes, please. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for having us out on Queer. Um, myself, Gracie and V, we really enjoyed putting together the Sweet 16 this year and our role as music managers is coming to an end. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the new music managers in the new year get up to. And it's just a pleasure to talk about great albums we like, especially great queer albums. So give, definitely go do a deep dive. We have reason to think these artists are so talented. So do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, just piggybacking off of what Gracie said, um, we've really loved having a little bit of a, um, a freak out and a fangirl um, about all these artists behind the scenes. So it's nice to hop on here with Sammy and Liz and be able to discuss them um, out in the public, I suppose, <laughs> for everyone else to hear. And yeah, if you haven't heard of anyone, I also haven't heard of a couple of people. So I'm going to go spin a bunch of those tracks but definitely um hop on that on the links that sammy will be uploading as well and check out everyone also just a bit of a shout out to um our other music lead louis if you're listening um also contributed greatly to our features as well yeah definitely shout out louis and thank you for coming on as well like it's been so great to have you guys on your expertise (laughs) and everything on all this thank you guys (laughs) such a pleasure yeah we really appreciate you asking us to hop on yeah, and we just want to thank you again for for making such incredible curation this year with the Sweet Sixteen, oh, and just oh, making sure it uh-huh. sounds so good, and just like highlighting so many queer artists as well. It was it's so much guys, fun. <laughs> stop! I mean, like, keep going, but stop! <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It's really sweet, honestly. Though it's been such a great experience. Uh, it's all good. Cannot wait to see. Yeah, who takes over next year, including Loud and Queer music managers? Yes. We oh will see. Mm. You can find our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Mixtape 2022, to hear all the tracks we played on the show, including today. Well, you'll be listening to Get On It by Tai and Jamaica Moana. Enjoy. This is Loud and Queer. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media. <laughs>